listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Wire World Pro Audio. Now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez, and before we get going, let me introduce everybody that's joining us today. I can't say the guys because we have uh, a lovely young lady joining us. Um, starting off with uh, a longtime member coming back, Mr. Bill Burgess. Bill, good to see you, brother. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? <laughs> and right next to him, we've got Mr. Nick Peck. Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I am making absolutely sure that I'm going to stay safe here because even Zoom, I don't know. I'm just not quite sure about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and finally below, uh, Mr. 201, the one and only Iron Man of the Audio Nowcast, Mr. Rob Arbiter. Hello, Mike. Hello, everyone. Whatever happens if Rob does miss? Uh, the universe implodes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we can't ever let that happen. That just can't happen. And then joining us today, we've got a great guest. Uh, she's been actually with us before, but never in the capacity that she is joining us. She is the mixer of the network television show, All Elite Wrestling, Miss Christy McConville. Christy. Hi. Hello. Great to be here and not editing. Yay. <laughs> uh, Christy, is, uh, she started off as uh, an intern, and she interned with me for two summers, and she was awesome. And we're going to visit with her uh, a little later. We're going to talk about uh, the wrestling show and live production and uh, all the, uh, the, you know, the pitfalls and the success of doing a live show. So That's such was... a nice way of saying it. <laughs> but uh, before we get going, uh, I got to, let me just tell you, I'm going to be perfectly honest. This, this week was a really rough week for me. I mean, I am just, I, I, I'm feeling it. I've got some stuff that's going on. I got like, you know, gigs were canceled, projects were canceled. And it's, you know, it, it's, it was really, really hard. It was a really hard week. I'll just, I'll just tell you that. It's just, you know, you, even when you're surrounded with all this great gear and all this potential for creativity, sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. Sometimes it's just like, no, I'm just going to go on my couch and watch Netflix for a bit. Cause you just, at least for me, cause I was just so, so bummed, but I have to tell you that I pulled myself out of it and I, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about this because, you know, we're all doing the same thing together. Um, uh, you know, a couple things that happened. And first of all, let me just ask you, have, have any guys gotten to your breaking point yet or are y'all still pretty busy and just not there? What do you define as breaking point? Just your like, just, it's just your, for me, it was, I was in a, I was in emotional space that I normally don't go in. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was really depressed and bummed, like really, really bummed and depressed. And I just, I don't function that way. I don't, it just, it's not, it's not part of me. And, and I tell you, I felt so low and uh, just a lot of things were happening and, and it just, uh, it was just really, really, really bad. But, you know, I just want to know if any of you guys have gotten to that point yet. Have you, have you been there and, you know, anybody want to share anything about it? Anyone? <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I on, personally hit that point like uh, two weeks ago. I think it was, I don't even know what happened. It was just kind of like an overnight thing because we are certainly as the busiest it's ever been. And um, I hit that point like two weeks ago. I think it was just the combination of being so busy, but like so guilty about it because I felt really bad that so many of my friends weren't equally in that space and like able to be busy and having gigs canceled and whatever and to the point where it was like working a bajillion hours a day and I just took two days off and watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender like all of it in two days and was miraculously cured and it was amazing and Mike uh, like we we share the same like personality type like I swear to god we're made from the same stardust or whatever so it's like I do understand like that point and it's like it is a very interesting peak and valley and strange. Yeah, was, least. Nick, what about you? Did you reach oh, up? So much. I mean, I don't know that I reached a breaking point, 
but my emotions have all been massively amplified from this whole thing. So I, you know, I've been like super depressed easily a half dozen times. My sleep is in the toilet. You know, I'm trying to take Ambien once every couple of days just to try to regulate my sleep at all. Uh, and I wake up in the morning really grouchy and angry and bitchy and everybody else that I know is going through variations on the same kind of thing. Wait, really you don't wake up. Hello. <laughs> no, it, it takes me a little while. It takes me seeing your smiling face to be uh, able to get to the, to the, the Nick pack, you know, and love. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I've been really grumpy and really depressed and going back and forth between those two a lot. What about you, Bill? You have you reached any emotional? Are you still, Bill? You're always like this, anyhow. But I, I... I'm not so sure about that. I think I, I kind of run in reverse, actually, because once once this virus hit and the lockdown came, I was like, okay, now it's time, and I'm I'm pushing out all the fat, the heavy backlog of music I've written, videos I've edited, um, all of it, and so, and I've I don't know, four or five records in the hole with one band and a bunch of my own stuff that needs is never mastered well enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I, so I have kind of, it's kind of the sky is lifted because I can actually do what I want to do, which is, which is music. And my stuff's more in the experimental side of things, as you know. Yeah. And uh, so so I feel like, well, there's no, nobody's doing anything anyway. So yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. And so I'm, I, my whole schedule is just tight as a drum and I'm mountain, mountain biking all the time. I set up a gym in my garage and for some reason I'm doing better, but I have no re I have no re under, I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's so it's so great, and I kind of hate you, but it's still kind of great. <laughs> How about you, Rob? You know, are you, have you reached any of those points, or are you just so busy, you just have no time to reach oh, any point? I'm more in the bill camp. I've actually kind of been loving it. I mean, I don't love the pandemic part, but there's been fewer interruptions. I'm in this mode where I'm ultra busy, but when there's gaps of downtime, I've been using it to just dive into education and learn new skills, because the stuff I'm working on is pretty complicated. Um, no, I really have been loving it. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I've been getting so much done as far as output and also just education and getting ready for stuff that's coming down the pike. So I feel lucky to be so busy. Uh, but yeah, this has been a very positive uh, experience so far. Well, uh, I kind of hate you too, Rob, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And it, it's Actually, been hard because I have friends who've been really hit hard by the virus so i don't take that lightly at all but as far as my actual work it hasn't been a bad thing well you know I, i'm glad and that actually makes me feel bad both you and bill are, are thriving and to be perfectly honest you know there's worse situations it's like i have a full studio and i have something to, to um, create i just it's just you know being freelance and relying on projects and then projects going south and things like that it just gets just it it just like Normally, you could get out there and do the hustle, right? And you can go out there and meet people and do that, but you can't do that. So you've got to get a little bit more creative. But let well, me tell for you. Me, for me, the year leading up to the pandemic is what sucked. I, I finally got me too. a good project <laughs> right before the pandemic, and that's what I've been working on. But last year was horrendous. Well, I'll tell you, um, that's, that's great because I think, I think that's, you know, fortuitous times and people just, you know, just times go back and forth. I will say this, you know, when I got kind of depressed and kind of down, there was a couple of things that I did. And I just want to say this really quick. Um, but the first thing is, is you, you can't sweat what you can't control. Okay. So don't, don't sweat. I mean, you can think about it, but then that's about it. It's like, okay, boom, just, just let it go. Um, but then what you can do is you can do what you can control. So whatever you can control, if you're proactive and you, and you, take action on that, you tend to feel a lot better about that. And if you're creative, that means create, that means kind of do yeah. things. That means start, start working on stuff, start, you know, the backlog of, of like Bill was saying, the backlog of albums and things like that, or like Rob was saying, you know, the education, you know, there's stuff that you can do.
And I think the other thing um, that really helps is you got to reach out. Just reach out to somebody. Just reach out. You know, I'll tell you, I'll be right now. I talked to Nick, man. Nick was awesome. He just, he just put me on a great, I called him up and I was super bummed and, and I just, you know, wasn't, wasn't doing anything. And I just, I worked my network and I, I, you know, I talked to Nick and it was just fantastic. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, when you create your, 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 your network, your community, you know, it's super important, not only on the professional side, but also on the personal side, you just never know. And you're just going to have to lean on somebody and, and do stuff. Funny and then, you should mention that. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, speaking of, uh, Nick did this fantastic video and I posted it on my Facebook and I'll post it on the Audio Nowcast, but it was, um, oh, you want to talk about it for just a second? Sure. Sure. I'll be, ha- I'll be happy to. So, um, uh, it, it was fortuitous question mark, um, that the great Bill Withers passed. Um, in the middle of all of this stuff. And so I was thinking about Lean On Me, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, and decided just sort of on a lark that I was going to record it. And I called a friend of mine, Carrie Serta, um, who uh, was recording, you know, she's doing a bunch of music stuff at home. And I said, hey, let's, let's do this together. So I started recording it. And then she, re- she recorded her part and then I got a friend, another friend of mine to play drums on it. And as I started working on it, I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't about, this isn't a tribute to Bill Withers. This is a tribute to all of the heroes that are out there on the front line. And, and so um, it became a video montage of, um, of all of the doctors and nurses and grocery workers and bus drivers and the people that don't get to be at home but that are, you know, out there risking their lives and busting their asses on a daily basis to try to be able to help the world. And so um, I finished it up and released it last Sunday, and I'm very proud of it because I feel like it actually said something. And it, it's really great. And, and Nick, you're just a talented guy. So I'm gonna, we're, we're going to post that. We'll post it on the Audio Nowcast site, but it's also on my Facebook, and I post it on my socials. But it's stuff Thank like you. that that just – that just really gives you, um, you just got to, you got to use that as juice, use that as, 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 you know, the light that's going to overcome the darkness, because it's really easy. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you might be in New York and have a one bedroom apartment, and you know, and you just, it's like being in jail. And, and so anything you can do to, to fill your soul and to, to just go to the light and stuff like what Nick's doing, and, and if whatever you can create. The last thing I want to say is, you know, when you're down and when you're, we're in this situation that we're at, shoot for the moon. Like I'm doing a few things that are just above and beyond the call of duty. <laughs> and I can't really talk about it, but like, I figured I got nothing to lose, whether it's, you're going to contact somebody or you're going to send an email out to like, you've got nothing to lose right now. So shoot for the moon. If you, if you want to get an agent and you want to, you know, send an email to this person or you want to release your album or you want to just like, do it. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to keep you right. Like, like I feel like now all the parameters for judgmental um, personalities that would say stuff, like it's all changed. Everything's changed. The scales have been just tipped. So if you want to do something, just do it. Just put it out there. Just whatever it is, because you just never know what's going to happen. And, and once I started working on those things, um, it actually kind of helped pull me out. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate. I've got a couple of huge you know, documentaries that I'm editing and I'm working on and, um, and then I've got spaces and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're out there and you're just kind of, you know, hitting that point, like, unfortunately in a situation like this, you got to bring yourself out of it. So hopefully, you know, you can find someone you can talk to even like this online therapy. There's a lot of different places where you can go, but just get help. Don't wallow in the darkness. Don't wallow in that, in that negativity because, um, in California, we still have three more weeks of this, you know, the earliest it's going to lift is going to be at least the 15th, you know, that's, that's what it is right now. So it's like, wow, three more weeks. That's kind of crazy. So anyhow, having said that, but, the other thing that really vibes me is doing the podcast <laughs> and getting to see my, you know, the network, the clan. So it's great. It's great. And having said that, we're going to transition because I want to talk to Christy because um, two things. Number one, the last time I was in Nashville 
was the last time I saw you, Christy. We had, yeah, it was great. We had, uh, um, I was shooting um, for spaces and for the documentary, and it was just everything that you were doing was just impressing me. And I'm like, I got to invite her on the podcast because she's the mixer for All Elite Wrestling, and that's a great, that's a legit. It's really kicking the butt right now uh ratings wise right of uh on yeah. wwe yeah it's... we've beaten them every single week um we did uh the past two weeks have been kind of a battle it's been like in between nine and ten thousand viewers so um it's been like head to head but it's funny because i actually don't get the ratings like in an email from my company i see it like on the dirt sheets on twitter so it's like <laughs> i don't know what happened and it's funny because my boss even like everybody legit we all see it on Twitter first. So those people, I don't know what connections they have to like the networks and stuff, but they, they have all the numbers like first. It's crazy. So you're the, you're the mixer. Tell everybody exactly what you do on the show. Like what, what's your job? What's your position? When do you get involved in that, in the process? So originally we were planning on just being a live production. However, we do have some things that are, are like not necessarily live, but they are fed through the truck. So um, it is a live sports broadcast, uh, technically. Most of the time during the pandemic, it is nowhere near that, but um, we do what we can. So basically, like during the normal times, it's a wrestling show at a place that is determined beforehand. So people sell tickets and there's usually like six or 10 thousand people there um and basically all of that is fed through the truck we live broadcast it to tnt and then the more cinematic stuff kind of um goes like fed through the truck beforehand and it's just kind of like in between matches and certain things so it's like a build-up like this story of this person who's putting it all on the line for this title like whatever it's kind of one of those things where it's like we build it up we do shoot things like very pretty and you know make it beforehand to put it on air so um that's usually what happens but right now the entire show is in post-production like every single thing that we do we sh we shot um <laughs> we shot six weeks worth of TV. So each week is a, an hour and a half long show. And um, we, we shot six weeks of TV in three days. They did 20 hours of wrestling Ooh. for three days, Wednesday through Friday, like four weeks ago, I think in Atlanta. And um, so we've just kind of been like, they shot it how they originally planned to do it, of course, but like uh, some matches, you know, sometimes get moved around and some things need to get revoiced because certain things are now important that weren't before because they have the time to change it. So that's kind of what we've been dealing with recently. So they do the production, they do the wrestling and the backstories and all that stuff. When you get the show, like how do they mic the wrestlers in the actual matches? Yeah. So, um, Basically what I get is kind of a mix down from the truck. So it's like, I have my full mix, I have my mix minus, and, um, and I have my announcer ISOs and things like that. Usually I mix from the mix minus, keep the announcer ISOs where I want them, put them through whatever, and kind of make it so that if we do need to go in and change because somebody stuttered or said somebody's name wrong or something like that, we can just change it really easily. Um, and then they take their headsets home so that they can record into their, they all have, we give all of the announcers a Zoom so that they can just kind of like plug into that and then send it back to me, um, which is usually amazing until the one I got today, which is just like terrible click interference. And I'm like, great, let's see what we can do with that tomorrow. <laughs> Rx but, to the rescue. Yeah, hey. I'm, a, hey, hold I'm on really once. hoping it works, yeah. <laughs> I just gonna admit Scott, he just, he's showing up right now. Yay! So there's Mr. Scott Gershon. Hello. I gotta Hi, Scott. Scott, we're rolling. We're recording. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Scott. It's good to see you, brother. Hey. So, uh, Scott, we were just talking with Christy. She's the uh, she's the senior mixer on uh, All Elite Wrestling TV show. Nice. And she was yes. just Hi, talking Scott. us talking us through the the process, and I totally missed how they mic the. Uh, the the wrestlers how do they how do they 
So usually we do, like, at least at my old wrestling show, we put lobs in the turnbuckles. Mm. So that is something that gets fed back to the truck. Recently, we've just been doing mic, uh, camera mic ISOs. So, like, each camera mic, you know, of course, has their own thing, and that gets fed back to the truck. Um, we also have, like, overheads for the ring. Um, but usually the camera mics are a lot better. So um, I do miss my lobs from the turnbuckles i don't have those anymore and i'm kind of like wondering when i'm gonna ask this guy to put them back so <laughs> i think it's like now to the point where i'm just sick of using the camera mics and i'm like mm. and it's enough that i'll ask for it so hey we'll christy the are, the, are the camera mics hypercardioid are they primarily just really tightly focused on whatever the camera is seeing or are they giving you a wider spread than that it's yes um yes they are excuse me, hypercardioid. And um, yes, very focused on what's going on. So usually if there's like a wrestler that's talking smack or something, specifically if there's one on the side, it's because we are practicing social distancing as much as we can. So like we have been having the regular match in the ring and then we have one side, which is the baby faces, which means they're the good guys. And the other side are the heels, which means they're the bad guys. So they all stand to the side and then they stand to the other side and they just yell. And that's kind of what picks up the energy of the match because we did do an empty arena match and everyone hated it yeah. because there's nothing going on. Yeah, well, so, wrestling vibes on the crowd. I mean, the crowd exactly. is half the, half the star. No, we so realized it's like 90% of the stuff. <laughs> that's true. So, so you go, you record. How many tracks come to you to clean up? And what's the challenges of, of cleaning up all of these different sources and get it uh, broadcast ready? So I get uh, camera three and four, which is my like normal color, like sound on tape that I get back. Um, mics three and four, and then I get like uh, the announcer ISOs. So I get like my OMF that I get in is in between like 15 and 30 tracks usually. Um, and that just depends on what's going on that day. So um, usually whenever I get them in like the biggest challenge is sometimes like the camera guys run and like it shakes and like, you know, of course that makes like a pop sound and it's terrible. So I just have to like replace that, which is usually easy because you can pull it from another match or you can pull it from something else, or you can just isotope it and it's fine. <laughs> Do you have mics on the mat itself to get the big hits? Um, no, the camera mics pick that up pretty easy. Um, whenever we used to have them in the turnbuckles, that was like, it almost was too loud. Like, it would shake everything because these dudes are huge. I mean, they're like, they're throwing each other. It's like, it's very intense. But not so having those, not having those four corners makes it a lot less visceral and harder to mix, probably. Oh, they don't have the four corners anymore? I don't right now. No, I don't. I, at my old wrestling job for a different network show, I did have those. Um, and since going to the camera mics, I honestly think it's better um, at this point, just because it's less loud and that's less clipping because like, you know, homie didn't have the chance to do it because usually they're recording live. And I do understand that that's pretty intense. Sometimes you can't just like turn it down when the guy's getting thrown. Like I understand. So, um, the other problem is Chris Jericho is extremely loud when he yells. So <laughs> basically one of those things where it's like, I'm getting it back and it's breaking everything I've got. And I'm like, Oh gosh. But um, yeah, that's another big challenge. Chris Jericho and the <laughs> yelling and um, what mics also, are they using on the uh, cameras? I genuinely have no idea because I've never been to TV, but I could ask my, my guy and then sure. Our, our are they built into the camera stuff. or are they connected to the camera? They're connected to the camera. I believe they're road NTGs, but I don't know what right. they are. Mm. They're either like three or two or whatever. So, Christy, do you ever get uh, the chance, particularly now, to sweeten the, the combat? Are you able to put in thuds and whooshes and punches and hits and all that kind of stuff? Of course I am. And it's yes. so much fun. Oh my God. It's absolutely the best part of my job. Um, especially because they record themselves. Like they did a great job of like recording a little bit of a boo and a, like a cheer and a heckling and a like, 
like a slow clap and like they did everything I could have ever asked them for because um, one of my close friends works in post with us and then also goes to TV. So I'm like complaining about stuff to her and she's just like, oh, I can make this better for you. It's great to have good people <laughs> in your production side. So um, <clears throat> basically they gave me a lot of that and I could use that. But also for the more cinematic things where we do get to do, um, something that kind of does feel like a real life anime you get to you know sweeten up the punches and make sure especially with a big guy that they're really putting over that it's like oh this guy is just so huge and like can hit so hard and everyone that goes up to him is like what are you even thinking they're crazy like you know when you get to follow a story like that that's when you really get to do that kind of stuff and it's so much fun so once you get that, you, once you get your, your tracks and your OMF uh, and you lay out your sessions and then you start sweetening the sound, um, mm -hmm. do you do, does the announce already come in or do you re-record any of the announce or any of the voiceover or anything like that? It depends on, it genuinely depends. Sometimes our main, so in wrestling, we have the people that kind of like make the the story we'll call it so make the wait wait there's just a story in wrestling this isn't real <laughs> it's very real i promise you it's a very aaron, aaron sorkin has been writing the dialogue for it lately <laughs> yeah something like that so in wrestling when um essentially these people kind of like come back to us and they're like we want to make this more of a big deal we want this to be said in this way or this person referenced this in a wrong way because a lot of people got egos oh my god it's like i've never seen in my entire life even working in la i have never seen egos like this like <laughs> in wrestling it, it are, are get... you, i missed the early part are you in la no she's uh, in nashville i'm in nashville now uh. Thankfully. So, <laughs> but um, basically these people are, you know, they've got big egos and like sometimes they get the screener and they come back and they're like, I didn't want to be talked about like this. So we have to talk about it a different way. So these guys take their headsets home um, and are able to just record them into their Zooms and send them back to me. And then I just punch them in and and it's good to go. And then I deliver that back to TNT and it's fine. So that's usually what I, I do. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. That's the only thing on my plan. Uh, minus 20. So I get 4 dB room than the previous shows I was working on. Um, and I can't go past negative 1.5 for like true peak. And it's all obviously digital files yeah. that you. And then I, uh, so. Are you having to deal with Yes. Yeah, so, and then. Yes. So, Sorry. You, are you Did minus you 20 LKFS? LKFS or minus 18 or 22? Yes. TNT and then uh, minus 1.5 True Peak. And then we deliver in like stems that are um, usually like. Uh, uh, TNTs are kind of weird. They're like, um, there's eight stems and then they, those hmm. are taken and then sent to the Spanish people and the German people and that we do an overnight deliver. These people like voice it Spanish live and same with German and uh, Belgium and French and everything else. Because <laughs> it's like, it does go everywhere and people, wrestling doesn't uh, just exist here. It's kind of crazy. Wow, that's so. that's what a production workflow. Now, now let me ask you a question. Actually, tell the story because I know a little bit about it. But um, originally, when the virus hit, you were going to bring all your stuff to your house to mix at home, but that proved challenging, right? So you were actually go back. You you went back to the studio, but there's no yes. except you and and the online. Tell us the the pitfalls of trying to work out of your house. Um, let's talk about Pro Tools compatibility with Catalina because oh. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> I got a brand new computer. Okay, so I made a very close friend in my cycling classes and he works for Apple and he sells computers. And I was like, I need a new computer. Sell me one. So I got one and it's Catalina. And then I take everything home and literally nothing works. So, um, you know, this MXF thing, 
it worked until it didn't work. And that's kind of one of those things where it's just kind of like, you just have to deal with it and roll with the punches. It sucked. Like it just sucked. So, um, I don't know how else to describe it, <laughs> but like I had a converter. I could take anything that I wanted and, you know, change it the way I needed it to. So that was fine. But, um, it was just kind of like one of those things where you get like 16 pre-tapes back and they're like, here's a package and it needs to be like beautiful and all this stuff and this BTR and this guy had a leaf blower behind him, but you need to make it perfect in like 30 to 15 minutes. Like it's kind of one of those things where it all is going down on a Wednesday and we're airing that Wednesday night, like, you know, and there's only so much you can do. So, and people don't understand what are some of your go-to plugins? Uh, I use a great noise reduction plugin uh, called, uh, excuse me if anyone is Swedish listening to this, I'm so sorry. It's called Bruce Free by Clevgrand and it's $60 and it's the greatest investment I've ever made in my entire life. Uh, it's better than isotope noise reduction by like a what? long shot. Yes, what? it's insane. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's truly amazing. One of my old college professors showed me it, and I was like, life changed, truly forever. All right, um, it wait, worked. I gotta spell it. Yeah, what is this plugin that you are talking about? This witch. We're all gonna write it down. <laughs> spell it out for us. Bruce Free. Uh, B R U S and again. Apologies for my West Virginia ass. No, no, no. Ass. You, you, you vocoded. Go here. B R Oh, I'm so sorry. My bad. Um, U S F R I, made by the company Clev Grand K L E V. Yeah, it's actually on sale fifty percent off right now. So it's only what? thirty bucks. Yeah. R U S F R I. And what, what's the other word? B R U S F R I. Clev Grand. You can type in that, and it will be fine. Clev Grand is the other. It's it's K. I'll you. tell I'll tell them. It's K L E V Clev Grand. And yes. it, I'm Bruce Free. That's how I would that's how I would pronounce it too. It's mm -hmm. actually it came out and it kind of lit in post production. It kind of lit the fire. I'll, like everybody kind of heard of that thing because it's like oh my it's, god, it, it's really good. I mean, come on, sixty bucks. Even if it was specifically, okay I have to be honest. Specifically, it's it's really good for male voices, and you're having to like like if I have a blower or something or like a, like an air conditioner behind it. It's like it, it's almost always immaculate afterward. Um, female voices, it does not work as well. Mm -hmm. But and it, I don't and really it, have to deal with girl voices. <laughs> and I'll tell you the, the thing, because I've, I've messed with it for a little bit. It's really great in background noises in general sense. I still use isotope a lot when you really got to sculpt, like when you really kind of have to get in there and sculpt. So I, it's a great yes. one-two punch. It's a great arc. But... But for sixty bucks, and it's a really good go-to. Like if you want to do your first pass with it, it's it's mm -hmm. it's really it's a great little plug-in. That's that's really cool. It's not like a, a um, CPU hoarder, like Isotope is. Um, wow. No, like delay or anything weird like that. So it's it's really it's a great plug-in. <laughs> it's so great. That is so good. Hey so Siri, remind me to buy Clevgram. <laughs> they got a ton of plugins. Their reverbs are cool too, but like again, it kind of seems more marketed toward like music stuff. Which I'm like, y'all go ahead, have a great time. Yeah, I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> it's so great seeing everybody. Their like eyes are all on their screen. <laughs> really? like, hey. That's so awesome. That's the best thing about this thing. Well, mm -hmm. uh, that so you deliver you deliver your show and uh, and how often do you do one a week or do you do a couple a week? One every week, fifty two weeks a year. Wow, fantastic! When's fantastic. vacation? Now <laughs> she fell off. Of Define vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry about my internet. Oh my God. I said define vacation. I'm trying to be funny. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like. Uh, hey, you know what? Christy has to be forgiven for the internet too because she's actually. Um, you remember when the Nashville tornado happened, like a week or two before the uh, the virus? Like you, your house was like you were right there in the middle of the thing, right? I mean, isn't your house really close to to where the tornado hit? How far away? Were yeah, you? it was. It was about a quarter mile. Yeah, like it was like I mean, like my entire town is destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, where so it really feels like the apocalypse because everything's gone. So it's great. But by the way, how is cleanup? Is it is it getting better or is it just been? It's getting a little bit better. Um, most people's like roofs are finally being done, but like the demolitions finally happening for the all the places that did get torn down so so like our main part of town so if you are in Burbank we'll say where like uh Granville is and like all that little area over there it's like if all of that got flat that's where my studio by a, is by the way it's crazy I love that area it's beautiful yeah so Alameda flower right near the Carmax no way yeah. that's crazy oh my gosh um Granville. yeah well yeah. imagine if that would it's so good. I miss that salad like nothing else. Oh my God, I miss it so much. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, imagine if that was just like torn out by like an earthquake or something, like just gone, leveled. Like that's what happened to us and it sucks, but we'll, get, we'll be fine one day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have like really left their like apathy kind of just like come out like they're like, we'll figure it out. It's kind of one of those things. Wow. Well, Ed, uh, Chrissy, it's so great that you're telling us all the stories, but come on. The reality is if you're going to thank somebody for your career and all that you know, <laughs> who, who that really? <laughs> Not that I'm fishing for a compliment or anything. <laughs> Mike taught me everything I know. <laughs> no, I have to, everything. I'm going to give, I'm going to give uh, some props to Christy. Christy has a great ear. And, you know, when you're a mixer, that really helps. But um, literally, she came in as, as, uh, as an intern. And within the first week, I fed her a, a project. She just aced it. And the second week, she was like the second week you were mixing spots, right? Weren't you mixing spots? Like, it was, it was really Dr. early. Phil. Yep. I will was... never forget my Dr. Phil time ever. <laughs> she was mixing national spots. Cause it's just like, you know, when you, when you got it and she's free, you might as well just take advantage. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> no, but it was really great. And it's really, it's really awesome to, to see you grow and thrive. And, um, and not only does she, is she a mixer, but she also, you teach spin classes and uh you just well and follow my many passions <laughs> yes that is so awesome that's so great and it's and and i i love it when i get a little text from christy because she always asks some really fun questions and so i'm always it keeps me sharp and it keeps me on top of things so it's really great it's really great to to see you thriving you're doing a great job so everybody when you, you, when you watch Wrestling, all elite wrestling, uh, just know that Chrissy's responsible for the sound, no matter what it sounds like, which is mostly good. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's really great. She does an awesome job. <laughs> hey, I wanted to, I wanted to switch um, really quick because, you know, we're a month in to, this, to the um, virus, and uh, I wanted to ask people, and I want to go around um, and ask you guys, you know, a month in, what do you miss the most? And- what did and what did you and what has filled that spot so what do you miss the most and and what's what's filled that spot and um nick i'll start with you unless yeah. you don't want me to no give me give me a chance to think about that for a sec mike if you could okay bill i'll start with you you know i think i miss um restaurants the mm. most you know going out um and especially the um, you know, Alamo Draft House and Theater down here, and I'm sure you've got them in LA too. You can sit there and watch a movie and have a great dinner and margarita and everything. I miss that. That's great, Rob. How about you? What do you miss the most, and what have you filled filled the gap with? Uh, what's that? New York hotels. <laughs> well, traveling, but 
it hasn't been so bad not being able to travel. I don't know, maybe going to the gym, but honestly, I don't miss much. It's been great having fewer distractions and getting a lot more work done. Rob. I miss the gym as well. Uh, Rob, you are Me just, too. you're killing it. <laughs> Rob is just killing it. I'm making up for a bad year. <laughs> you never know when things are going to pick up. You just got to be ready. Uh, hey, Scott, what do you, what do you miss the most? And, and what have you filled that gap with? Well, you know, what's weird is um, we, I haven't stopped working. So interestingly enough, I went from working 10 hours a day to working the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. Uh, we're trying to get a show finished. So I hate to say nothing. Um, ask me in about a month once the show's done and then I'll be crawling up the walls. <laughs> I think, uh, no, cause it's been, it, in some ways it's been better because since I'm working from home, um, I, I walk every day. I actually exercise. Um, I do things that I some ways don't have time to do because I'm no longer commuting for two and a half hours a day. So I've got some of that. Um, I think the big thing is I miss talking to people face to face. Um, like I, I went to go pick up my paycheck and I saw one of my guys and we stood 20 feet apart and it was just nice to have a conversation. I hate texting at this point. It's all, you know, I'm just this all the time. And, um, you know, I enjoy the Zoom when I can get it. But um, I don't feel I've felt the withdrawal yet. I will, but not yet. That's, that's great. I'm glad you haven't felt it, Scott. I, I, really, I really am. Nick, what about you? All right. Yes, um, I miss human physical contact. And I don't mean of the sexual kind at all. No. I, mean, I mean, of course. I just mean, you know, I have worked with the same incredible department of people now for eight years and um you know just being in the presence of these people who i love and who are my colleagues you know i'm the huggiest manager in the world and i realized that um i don't think i'm ever gonna hug my friends again and that's a really creepy awful thing to think about you know i mean we go we go through so much together and just those simple the simple acts of, of human interaction like that, um, it, it's, I just don't even, I, it, it seems like that was a dream. It seems like that was a, a world that, that we're never going to have again. Uh, or trying to get a massage? How is uh, that going to work? Now? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's starting, a real question. Uh, starting tomorrow in Georgia, you can. And Tennessee. Yeah. Wow. That's some smart people right there. That's, that's crazy. Girl. <laughs> Christy, how about you? What do you what do you miss the most, and what have you filled the gap with? I mean, I miss my cycling time. I mean, it was loud, it was dark, it was full of my best friends, and I miss it. It was like it was very fun to be able to escape after shows and maybe even go back after said cycling class. But you know, um, I really miss that, and I miss I miss the live crowd of wrestling. Like it's it sucks not to have that energy behind it because truly 90% of wrestling is the fans. It's the energy behind it. It's the gimmicks coming to life in another person. And I, which I never even watched wrestling before I got my first wrestling job. And then I kind of fell in love with it, knowing that it was just literally real life anime. So that's kind of my big connection moment. I was like, Oh my God, it's Dragon Ball Z, but it's real. Um, but uh the fans i miss the fans like being able to be there and yell and scream and real have that connection with um the wrestlers i, I really miss that and and my cycling people i miss it a lot but i've been doing zoom workouts and jumping up and down and my neighbors are incredible so i've just been hanging out with them like from across the across the green grass which we have here in tennessee so just very exciting um but yeah that's that's all we can do what about you mike well, i'll tell you there's so many things but the big one that comes to mind and and for me it's i miss live music mm. i see a lot of live music i have my bluebird shirt on bluebird cafe because i i love i love you know i, I went to like 
20 concerts in like a year and a half and just all different types. And I just, I, I always go out to small bands and see friends bands and stuff like that. I just miss live music. And the sad thing about it is I don't know what the new, what it's going to look like when this is lifted. I don't know when the next time we're going to, you know, have a, a, a Rose Bowl full of fans watching Coldplay, you know, and totally. it's just, it's just kind of, it kind of bums me out, but I'll tell you what I've kind of filled the gap with is I've, I've looked at a lot of concert films and I've seen like, I watched the Tomorrowland pieces and things like that. And then, you know, I just work on my own music. I just play my own stuff. And, and cause I think for me, music, you know, it, it resonates and it hits a, an emotional spot. And I know all you guys that are musicians, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like how many songs have you written that have been the best thing you've ever done and no one will ever hear it and you'll never be able to repeat it. You'll never be, because you just, you forget. Like the next day you just, you just forget. You were just playing and your fingers were kind of just hitting the keyboard or your guitar. And it was just this amazing moment. And then it just, just it's just like, you know, it just goes away. And, and to me, doing more of that kind of helps, you know, fill the void of that same kind of emotional connection that you get when you're, when you see a live band. But I tell you, man, there's like, I'm going to say something that's a little controversial, but like I watched that concert and there was some great performances on it, but I just can't get through some of the technical issues that you hear when you hear a performer on an iPhone, you know, and then they're trying to sing with their piano and you're like that. I could tell that could be really, really great, but it just sounded like it just sounded bad. Just the, the technical aspect was just bad. And it, and I don't know. I don't know if that makes me a, a technical snob, but man, sometimes I hear some of that stuff and it's just, I, it just, it's not the same. It just doesn't, it just, it doesn't do anything that it's supposed to do. Isn't it amazing how you'll hear, I saw Carol King and James Taylor do something live and they're amazing. I mean, they, that's the talent. There's nothing fancy going on. And then there's other people you're like, huh, not so much. You know, <laughs> that, you know yes. that's, that's true. But I, I mean, I, I just look, sometimes the delivery gets in the way. Like, like the performance can be so good and yet, you know, you get it all compressed and squashed through your phone or whatever. It's just, it yeah. just takes it away. I, and I think for me, it's because I've, and I'm not trying to be a snob, but I've seen so many great emotional performances that just really resonated because not that because it was just proper it was just like the proper uh pa the proper setting it just you could hear what was going on you know one of the best places to see to see an artist by far is the bluebird cafe and they don't have a fantastic super awesome um you know pa they have a they have a really adequate and it's really good for what they do but yet it's it you can just, you can connect and it allows the songwriters to connect and the music comes through and you hear the guitars, but the vocals also hit. I don't know. It's just, there's just something about that that I really miss, you know. Have you noticed, uh, one of the things that gets me is I've heard a bunch of these artists performing over Zoom, you know, from their living rooms and over Zoom, everything has that sort of digital. Yeah. Um, everybody sounds like they're singing through auto-tune, but still out of tune. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And, and I actually what the energy like you know they all have limiters in these in your phone right and so the energy gets limited um and the thing that you want to get limited doesn't necessarily come out like for instance uh, when billy eilish and phineas performed you heard the piano way overpower her vocal and she did such an amazing job on, on sunny on the song that she sang and it's like just just that kind of stuff just just you know, just kind of bums me. But did you notice on Elton John's performance on that big concert that his limiter was cutting off all his S's? Oh, it was not a single S in his performance. It's yeah, it's it was just, weird. Uh, it was weird, and it's it's hard. I don't know. Am I being too snobby? But it was just hard no. For me to, no to, there are plenty of never. There are plenty of great audio engineers who could put on a mask and help do a setup. Like the artist doesn't have to be there when they're doing it. 
that you know what that's a great point rob because that that you gotta yeah there's a reason why you have a front of house guy there's a reason why you have an audio engineer because they know how to to overcome all it's not that expensive either no i i can't i can't say who but i am working with somebody who um, is going to be doing some recording for us and uh, talk to his agent. And he just went up on Sweetwater and ordered a Zoom H6N and, you know, appropriate mic for it. And it got shipped to his house. And that was that, you know, it's, you, you don't have to record to your phone. And we said, please don't, please don't, please let's get this gear and it'll be 600 bucks and you'll be much happier with the result. And that's exactly what you said, you know. All this week, I'm recording Walla Group for the show. So, um, uh, you know, we joke around, we call ourselves actors in a closet. So uh, I've got like 15 people in their closet. All recording. Is that like okay? And I'm I was wondering about that. Like if yeah, and I'm directing them via Zoom. Happening. So I'm showing them picture via Zoom. And they're actually all in sync. And I've been doing, because we have two more episodes of the show to do. Um, and every day I'm with these actors, instead of doing one eight hour day, cause nobody wants to spend eight hours in a closet. We're doing like, you know, one to two hours here and there. So every day, you know, but it's hard because now they go, I'm used to just acting. Now they got to put the mic on. They got to look at zoom. Yeah. They got to hit record. They got to give me thumbs up for speed. So we have this whole dance routine and, um, yeah. but it's getting done and it's, uh, I mean, so, what's it? All these people are like separately doing. Yeah, so they're recording separately in their own houses, and then they send me a hundred files. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing this show um, at the end, Mrs. America, and we've got these giant conventions of people screaming and and yelling, and this is the Walla Group uh, party. So yeah, so it's it's been it's been interesting. But I'm sitting oh here God. with two, three hundred tracks of mm. of people in the closet. So uh, it's pretty trippy. You know what? You never underestimate the power of doing voiceover in the closet. I'm just going to say that if you're if you if you want to record in a great space, record yeah. it in your closet. Scott, what have you used? Uh, what kind of plugins or what settings have you used to bring ambience back? Well, you know what's interesting is. Um, wh when I shot episodes one through seven, one through eight, we did most of it at uh, Tadio's, uh, the old Tadio. I used a giant dubbing stage and I have mics all over the room and I'm able to record them acoustically in a rather than just putting a shotgun in there and recording them old school, I'm making them do things. I'm putting them in weird places in the room to get different depths of field. Cool. And then I combine that. Um, this is a little different. So I'm doing a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I've got sound effects, but sound like I've got, there are no sound effects of a thousand women. It doesn't exist anywhere. I've been creating that because I've got, it's the equal rights amendment and it's 1970s. And there's like the staple center of women voting for equal rights. And these are real things that happen. So I'll take a combination of concert footage, stuff I've, you know, from the Doors and Madonna's Truth or Dare and stuff that I've collected over the years. And then, but that's just that, you know, that. We had them do sing-alongs. And it actually sounds like the whole place is singing along and they're not. Mm. But by having, it's kind of the same way of doing an orchestra where, you know, you do everybody. I mean, Rob's done it a ton where he's recorded you know, small groups of musicians, you combine them, double them, double them, double them, and now they sound massively huge. I'm taking the same principle with Walla. Walla in the closet's a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, I am using multiple reverbs for combination of early reflections, large halls, delays, slaps. Um, it's, a, it's a myriad of different, different toys. One uh, one trick we did once for a concert film where we needed the whole audience to be singing along more than they were. No, this isn't the story you think I'm going to tell. Yeah. Uh, we would use like a giant crowd noise, just like ah, like yeah. that, and then run it through a full frequency vocoder. Yeah, and then sing along. You know, shape it with your 
yourself basically singing along and you can get the whole crowd to kind of sing along. So if you have a group of maybe 20 or 30 people actually singing along and then you put a vocoded big crowd behind them, mm. it can sound like a million people singing along. Yeah. It's kind of like putting two real violins on, on a sample and the whole thing sounds real. And I'll tell you something else. If you want to add, if, if, if you have a really dead vocal, like they recorded it in the closet or something, and you want to add a little ambience, I, I mean, start rolling off that low end. Just start rolling off that low end. Because low end and ambience, it doesn't exist in your vocals. It exists in wind. It exists in the environment. But vocals, if you notice, if, especially with the farther away, um, you just roll that low end off. And, and you can't do the radio voice. You can't have that mic here. Yeah. Right. You know, what I'm t- doing is, if here's your mic, I don't know if you can talk that way, yeah. not at the mic. It's great. Talk past the mic. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting that, especially if you've got a large diaphragm uh, mic, it's, you're not getting that proximity effect. Because I got one guy that was doing that, I'm like, can't do that. Yeah. For, for folks who are listening to this and who are not watching, Scott, uh, his voice was about 90 degrees off axis and the mic was about 14 inches <laughs> away from his head. Ah, uh, thanks, Nick. Well, hey, guys, we're going to have to start wrapping this up because I said I was going to keep it under an hour. Uh, but Scott, that's, those are great, great tips and, uh, to add, especially in, it's a weird little time, man. Everybody's recording weird little things. I, I had to do a voiceover because I have uh, an episode. We're, we're doing Spaces. One's coming out this week. Um, it's actually the Nashville episode, by the way. Um, and so I wanted to record my voiceover, and I have a kind of a live room where I'm at. So I ended up going up into my closet, but then I also had to hold up a, uh, a big blanket behind me to, to knock off the reflections, and it actually worked. It worked so good. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> Mike, you should do right now, because it is fascinating, spaces at home. In oh. other words, all these professionals – What's their, how are they solving their solutions? Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, actually I, I don't know if you heard the last time which podcast, but I, we all talked afterwards because I asked everybody if they can do a little bit uh, on their phone and send it to me, and then I was going to edit it together. But we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk afterwards. Um, but hey, listen, uh, Christy, it was so great to have you join us, and you are always welcome to come back anytime you want. And I look Thanks. forward to, uh, to the wrestling and I'm a little disappointed that wrestling's not real, but uh, <laughs> but she's cool. She's got a phonograph in the bathroom. <laughs> oh yeah, so real. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, yeah, I do have my little. <laughs> but hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to ask everybody. But if anybody wants to pipe in and say an interesting project they're working on, now's the time to do it. If not. I just, um, I, back in the day, I wrote a bunch of music for Apple, um, uh, 12 pieces of music for the Aperture, when Aperture came out, the Aperture box back yeah. in that day. And um, one of the things that I pushed out, and I also did the Final Cut Studio box, all the DVD menus. So it's like 24 pieces of music. And um, the funny thing was, is I just kind of knocked it off because I was working with Apple. But I found out later that Steve Jobs had to approve it, but I I didn't know that when I wrote it. But anyway, so I just did a outtakes, uh, found all the outtakes from those Aperture sessions and I built a compilation and then I put all the original video from those DVD menus up. And it's kind of a cool, it was, Aperture was interesting because it was um, world, what I came up with, you know, sometimes you have a sentence that you, navigate your way through a creative project. And the sentence I was using in my head with Aperture was world music with a serious undertow. And well, that's so cool. It's, so it's like world textures, um, but, but a seriously dark pole underneath it. And it was a cool project and, and it was cool when it came out. But so I un- that's one of the things I unearth- unearthed here during the COVID. Where, where could we... Where can we find it, Bill? Plug your Bill, site. Bill Burgess SoundCloud, Bill Burgess YouTube channel, Bill Burgess Vimeo. Bill Burgess. That's all you got to remember. <laughs> and you'll find it. All right. Well, hey, like I said, I've, uh, I'm releasing in a couple days the Nashville episode of Spaces. Actually, we actually finished it a year ago. And um, 
had a premiere in Nashville. I tweaked it a little bit, but I love Nashville so much. I actually shot two episodes of Spaces. So this is the first one. And then a couple of weeks later, we'll release the second episode of Spaces, which is really cool. Um, and then we're going to take Scott's idea. We're going to do some Spaces with what everybody's doing, because that's actually really kind of cool. And um, so listen, uh, we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, like I said, if, if you're reaching your emotional point and you just, you know, speak to somebody, find your tribe, find your, your community, whoever it is, and, and just speak to somebody and you'd be amazed how, how much better that you'll feel after that. Well, for myself and all the guys and girl, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. That's audio at nowcastnetwork.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Stay six feet from Andrew, Joanne. Thanks for listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Wireworld Pro Audio. The Audio Nowcast is hosted by Mike Rodriguez and features a panel with Rob Arbitier, Bobby Osinski, Scott Gershon, Nick Peck, Diego Stucco, Brandon Birdside, Martin Page, Bobby Summerfield, and maybe a guest or two. We'll see you next time.